Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Vlad, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Our staff devotions always get a little bit confusing this time of year as we're going through our journey because as we're leading journey groups throughout the week, we're focusing on those texts that we talked about on the previous Sunday, but in our staff devotions, we're looking ahead to the next week and going ahead and reading those lessons as we prepare for the coming weekend. It gets a little confusing, but it's really helpful for those of us that are preaching that weekend to be thinking through and talking through communally those texts that are coming up for the upcoming Sunday. And so it was that I began to look at the text for this week, and I was struck as we did so by one particular word in the prayer that is guiding us throughout this entire journey and the section that we would think about today. The prayer doesn't say just give us courage, The prayer says, give us good courage. So I started musing on the difference between good courage and not so good courage, or good courage versus bad courage, or maybe even given the presence of the devil in our text from last week, maybe good courage versus evil courage. And I began wondering if there even was any intention in that phrase as the prayer was written, or was it simply a nice construction for the sake of good prose? And as the week went on, I became more and more convinced that even if it were the case that it was just a turn of phrase when it was written, then it was was a happy accident, because I think the qualification of our courage is an important distinction to make. For the reality is that humanity has justified all sorts of atrocious behaviors over the centuries in the name of courage. And particularly troubling for us are those atrocities that are justified somehow in the name of Jesus. So let me unpack a bit of my thinking on this. In a really basic sense, there is a distinction between what we call courage and what is really simply adrenaline-fueled thrill-seeking. We might say that Evil Knievel, as you see him here, was courageous jumping over 14 buses at King's Island, or we might just say he was crazy. Either way, I don't think that this is what is intended by good courage in this passage. But certainly this is the least meaningful distinction because what Because think what we want about the foolishness of the risk that he was taking. Evil Knievel tried to use his platform for good by speaking against the danger of narcotics. And he wasn't hurting or endangering others with his courage. But so many others do and have throughout history. And again, most troubling to me are those that try to do so under the cover of following Jesus. I think our lessons for today make clear what courage looks like as a disciple of Jesus, and nowhere do they suggest taking a stand of violence or lashing out against others. 
Instead, both 2 Timothy and John's gospel urge us to be courageous by trusting in the power of God's love to transform the world. It seems so clear today when we look back at the damage done to so many through the barbaric battles fought and the crusades and people were slaughtered in the name of Christianity, yet history repeats itself again and again. And I'm particularly troubled today by those that use Christianity as a false front for hatred and aggression towards others here in our own country. There are literally pastors that somehow feel justified in encouraging their congregations to arm themselves with assault rifles as an expression of their faith in Jesus. Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Jesus, who tells his disciples today, I have said this to you, so that in me you may have peace. In the world you face persecution, but take courage. I have conquered the world. Jesus doesn't say these words just for the heck of it. Jesus says these particular words because he knows the human preoccupation that we have with conquering the world through the use of force. Jesus is telling them that he has conquered the world because he does so on the cross through the power of love. Jesus dies on the cross to defeat death and violence, so these can never be our rallying cries as followers of Jesus. Instead, as disciples of Jesus, we hear in 2 Timothy, to join him in suffering for the gospel, relying on the power of God who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. We proclaim here at Prince of Peace, one of our values are that love and life win. Because these words are a necessary antidote to, the, to those that claim that might and power win. Our courage is not found in our power in might. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego facing Nebuchadnezzar who had all of those powers of the world at his disposal. Instead, they stayed faithful to God who saves them. Our courage is found in trusting in the power of love, standing up to the powers of this world, armed with the empty hands of Jesus and his love poured out for the world. Our culture today is too often marked by the escalation of our disagreements, and we too often are lacking the maturity and the historical perspective to recognize the destruction that we will cause if we don't find another way. On the far right today, we see rising nationalism and neo-fascism. On the far left, we see a demonization of public institutions and a capitalist system. I spent Thursday at one of the tragic crossroads of this culture war. I was training for a new role I've agreed to take on as a police chaplain for our police department here in Loveland. 
We were reminded in our training of the incredible pressure that police officers are under in our culture today. In an increasingly violent culture, we mourn the death of officers in the line of duty, but even more deadly for first responders and for veterans is their suicide rates that outpace the general public in the pressure cooker that is our culture today. Yes, in an increasingly violent culture, we've also seen police officers hurting others, too many people, particularly people of color, but how do we address this issue? Do we handle it by demonizing all first responders, or do we demonize Black Lives Matter that seek police reforms, or can we have the courage to seek another way? Can we recognize the humanity of all of those involved? Can we acknowledge that hurt people hurt people, and the way forward is not to create further divides, but rather to provide greater care for each other? Our trainer on Thursday talked about tolerance as a cultural principle that we lift up these days, but he talked about the limitations of tolerance. He said, tolerance changes our words, but love is what changes our hearts, and thus ultimately our actions. I was motivated to say yes to being a police chaplain, not because of any side of this political debate currently raging about police reforms, I was motivated by the love of Jesus. To have good courage to take that love into a cultural space that too often is marked today by our worldly powers of violence and trust in the power of love instead to create better outcomes for officers and for our community. At the conclusion of our service for today, you're going to see a video about our Hoops for Haiti tournament this year. It's good fun to be in competition with the other congregations and pastors. I hope to actually do better in the brackets this year by not having the, the Buckeyes there to disappoint me once again. But the most important thing about Hoops for Haiti is the support for the camp that HTF will provide for kids in Jacmel. In a country that's overrun with gang violence, there is undoubtedly a temptation for those young people to find their own gang, take their own side, and have courage to fight for their country. But the summer camp instead engenders the gospel courage to trust in the power of the love of Jesus to transform their culture. Yes, gangs need to be brought under control by security forces of some kind, but containment, justice, and the restoration of peace is different than further escalation of violence, which is all that Haiti has seen for a number of years now. Jacmel needs this camp to continue to remind its children that there is another way, and that way is named Jesus. Thanks be to God for the way of Jesus. By the power of the Spirit, let us pray that we would have the courage to choose this way, to guide us towards more love and peace for the sake of the world. Amen.
Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.